Welcome, welcome, welcome to Anxiety Hour. I'm Michelle. I'm Rachel. (laughs) Just kidding. We haven't rebranded, but I'm feeling a little stressed today. But (laughs) you're listening to Watching Up. This is the podcast where me and my sister talk about (laughs) (laughs) where we talk about pop culture, um, movies, TV, film directors, actors, dresses, dresses, (laughs) award shows, all the things you ever wanted to talk about with your sister. This is what this podcast is. Welcome, everyone. What's up? What's up? We've been having quite a Taurus season. You remember on on our episode where you read the horoscope horoscope and it was like, it's like Mercury's going to be in retrograde. Like things are going to be like loopy. I feel like it, like things are. Like I feel oh, like Mercury never lies. I feel like things are out of whack and I can't explain it. Um, I agree. Yeah. It's so strange. Wow. Mercury's a, a skanky minx. What's that? Saucy minx. Saucy minx. <laughs> Yeah, ever since, but I just feel like something's been out of whack. Nothing bad has happened, but I just feel like, I don't know. (laughs) I cast a spell on you. (laughs) Yeah, I'm glad I'm not alone in this. You feel the same. But yeah, yeah, how's your week been? Well, it can't be all that bad because we snagged Jonas Brothers tickets today. Get into it. Got that verified fan pre-sale code, motherfucker. (laughs) I'm so excited. I feel like this is going to be like my 37th Jonas Brothers. (laughs) I know. I haven't like actually counted in a while, but we're getting up there. I think I'm in double digits for sure. I definitely am. (laughs) You definitely are, but I think I like am too, which is crazy. It's gonna be so fun. We got tickets to their show in Arlington in August, and it's gonna be a party. Party on a Wednesday. I know it's a midweek party. I was like, why not just take off the whole week? It's a holiday week. <laughs> why isn't this a federal holiday? <laughs> it's a bank holiday. <laughs> it yeah. should be. But I'm but, so excited. They never yep. put on a bad show except for their amphitheater tour. Except for remember this. <laughs> <laughs> I was not completely we there. We were. <laughs> We were there and we had fun, but we weren't overly impressed. Right. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> yeah. But all the Swifties in the comments when they announced the tour, they were like, Era's tour dupe. And they I was like, Is what? it every tour where the artist just plays like their biggest hits and then some new songs? Isn't that like every single tour? Like, how yeah, is that different? Than it literally anything? is. <laughs> Uh, get over it. Eras to her who? <laughs> Dang, they're going to come for you, girl. Just, just kidding. kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Don't come for us. Um, but no, we are. We are stoked. Yeah, we're stoked. It's going to be so fun. 
Um, we've got, we each are bringing a friend, <laughs> just like in the old days. <laughs> I'm allowed to bring one friend. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but they're also coming to San Antonio and Austin. Are you going to go like, to all? I need to go to all three. <laughs> they're going to Houston, but I'm not, I'm not going there. <laughs> I can't go back there, man. I'm not going there ever again. <laughs> I can't go back there. <laughs> um, yeah, it's going to be fun. This will be my summer of concerts. Beyonce. Because I've got Jonas Brothers, Beyonce, and then I have some maybe concerts that I might get last minute tickets to fallout boy Ooh. and paramours on tour <gasps> i didn't i wasn't like i didn't have the wherewithal when those tickets went on sale to like jump on them so i feel yeah. like all the resale prices are just a little out of control yeah but i think maybe like day of they'll just like be like give me anything yeah, totally. Yes. That's what I did for the weekend. Like we got tickets morning up and we got pretty good tickets for like not a bad price. So mm-hmm. yeah, you can check it out. I The ACL lineup was also announced today. Yeah, I saw that. And I'll be just only- getting back from Europe on the first weekend. Oh, the only so I'm not a big like I've only been to ACL once and every time they release a lineup it's kind of just like there's nobody really that I would be excited enough to buy a whole like day ticket for or a whole weekend I know who you're gonna um, say but I would go see Shania Twain and Alanis Morissette. I knew you were going to say this too. <laughs> Hell, me too. But Shania's only weekend one, and I don't think I can be. Yeah. I've never, confession, I've never been to a music festival. What? I think that's the only one I've ever been to. So that I don't year, think I would like it. Mm, the it year that me. I went, Paul McCartney was the one. I was like, I'll do anything. Well, he can Paul get you. Here. He can get you anywhere. I'll really do anything for him. <laughs> and then there was another year. I think it was. It must have been like 2021. Stevie Nicks was going, and I was like, mm. obviously, I'm going to go see her. But then she dropped out because of COVID, and then it was like, no, I sold my ticket. <laughs> You're like, I'm not going anymore. Yeah. So it's just it's kind of like a big ask to like buy. To spend that much, if you just get a day ticket, it's still, like, pretty expensive. I'm looking at the lineup again because I need to remember. It's Kendrick Lamar's the headliner, right? Mm -hmm. Kendrick Kendrick Lamar. Lamar. Fighters. um, The 1975. So when did the 1975, like, become a thing? (laughs) Because I feel like people – some people are, like, obsessed with them. and Yeah. But I'm like – I think I've heard like one song. Like I don't I understand. Don't, I don't really know their music, but I've been like conscious of people being into them for a while, like for mm-hmm. years. Like I I don't know. I guess I just never like sought out their music or anything, but I've always seen people like talking about Maddie Healy. And then I guess recently they kind of had a comeback or something like that. I don't know. It just yeah. seems like they've been like popping off more recently and apparently now him and taylor swift are dating exactly (laughs) (laughs) she okay they're gonna come for me again but she reminds me of like (laughs) like she reminds me of like the girl that you knew in high school that like just literally always had a boyfriend didn't matter who it was like 
a worm off the street was her boyfriend. Like if she broke <laughs> up like the next day, she yeah. had a boyfriend. Like, like what is what is that all about? I don't understand that. It was like horse girl vibes. They're gonna come for me. They're gonna come for me. Nothing against that. Not nothing hey, against we're allowed to not be super into her. <laughs> Maddie Healy. Okay, let's move on. I don't want to. I don't want to get canceled. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just canceled for not. Literally, they will like send me death threats if I say anything. So, well, who else? They've got Foo Fighters, Mumford and Sons. I do like Mumford. I mean, have they come out with music since like 2010? I thought he went solo, but oh, Odessa, the Lumineers also have they come out with music since 2010? Yeah, this is a pretty good lineup. Yeah, I Labyrinth. I wonder if Zendaya will come. <laughs> Maybe Niall. Yeah. I know. I was also like, I would go see Niall. <laughs> I, don't, I only know one of his songs, but <laughs> but yeah, I think it's just the just the thing of it being a festival. I'm just kind of like, Meh. I'd rather just go see these people, like if they're on tour, right? Like yeah. I would totally go see Alanis Morissette on tour. Well, I told my friend who might may or may not be planning like a bachelorette party soon. Out, I was like, well, you should go see Shania Twain in Vegas. That would be, so, be fun. so fun. Like, but I don't want to go to ACL and like yeah. walk through the mud with. Yeah, it's a little yeah. treacherous. And in October, like early October is when it is, and it's still like pretty hot. And I was like kind of dying when I was there. I'm trying to think of who else I even saw. Well, I did see um, Brandy Carlisle. That was the first time I'd seen her, and I really liked her. She she's, has an amazing voice. Mm-hmm. I saw Elle King. She was fun. I saw Janelle Monet. She was really good. Um I saw Travis Scott before <laughs> everything happened with him. <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, uh, it's it's. I feel like I'm not really the type of person who needs to go like more than once in my life, unless again it's somebody that I would like die to go see. Yeah. What yeah. if Jonas Brothers were headlining Coachella? <laughs> <laughs> I would go. To Coachella. <laughs> I feel like if that was gonna happen, it would have happened by now. <laughs> yeah. Unless they come out with like a groundbreaking new album. I do wanna do it's not it's not exactly a music festival, but I do wanna do like the full like South by Southwest experience one year where I go to like the film stuff and the music stuff and Oh, I would go to a film festival. I know That's but different. No, I know, but I'm saying I want to do, like, the full thing. Like, get the full experience. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, um, I'm very excited to go see the Jonas Brothers. And August can't come soon enough. Hell yeah. They also better have the rooftop closed on that stadium. Have you been there? I've never been there. I've never been there even for a baseball game. But I think I heard that it has a roof. And they should have it closed in August. In August, it's really yeah. Hot, yeah. <laughs> Unless they want to do some fireworks. <laughs> I don't even want the fireworks. I want the roof closed. <laughs> and what? Let me tell you right now: if they don't play shelf, <laughs> listen. I'm have a word with somebody. Like at this point, <laughs> they're doing it on purpose because they know we all want to hear shelf. They know play shelf. 
play shelf to give me shelf or give me death (laughs) shelf 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 should i get a tattoo of shelf (laughs) yeah it just says shelf (laughs) or is it a shelf it's a shelf holding the letters (laughs) s-h-e-l-f wow 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 well on another note i learned a new skill (laughs) tell us about it I learned how to play Mahjong. Yeah. I went to my friend's house and she had this really cute set of Mahjong tiles. Mm -hmm. And she taught us how to play and it was really fun. And I want to keep playing more because I really, I really liked it. It was very complicated. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like the way she taught us was like, I'll tell you, like, we'll walk through it the first time and you're not really going to know what's going on. But, like, if you just do it and, like, figure it out the first time, then, like, the second time will go a lot faster. Mm -hmm. And she was right. Like, I had no idea what she was talking about at first. But then, like, I caught on and learned by doing. And then, like, like, you know, in, like, Crazy Rich Asians when they're, like, have that scene where they're all, like, going so fast. I was, like, I don't even know how you would go that fast. I want to play. Yeah, it's it's pretty fun. I, like, the other thing is, like, sets of tiles are, like, really expensive. And I didn't know this. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but they're like not cheap at all. Like you can't just like go to Target and buy mahjong. <laughs> like it's yeah. like they're like like in China they're like family heirlooms that get like mm-hmm. passed down and then like the cards that you use they like change every single year and you have to buy a new set of cards and the cards are like $10 a piece. So usually yeah. like if someone like plays a lot they'll just buy their own card and like bring it. Mm-hmm. Um but we were playing with like an old a 2022 card which is apparently is like a big no-no but we were just learning so um what? but it was really fun and I was like I always wanted to like know what what <clears throat> how to play so yeah me too that would be a cool thing to get like if you if you'd go to China or something it would be a cool thing to like bring back like a cool souvenir yeah yeah for sure yeah that would be cool or if somebody was like really into it that would be a nice like wedding gift or a gift yeah mm-hmm. like those really pretty like chess sets that people have and stuff mm-hmm. like that yeah yeah well you're gonna have to teach me how to play and I'm gonna beat so you. I need to like I think I want to go like back and play with her a couple more times because like the parts that I don't think I fully grasp were like the dealing and the like shuffling and all that like that way you like set up the game I was like wait what do you do now but like the way you play it it makes a lot of sense now Mm -hmm. if you like know the pieces and you know what you're like trying to accomplish then yeah nice it was fun I enjoyed that yeah every time I think of that I think of crazy rich Asians and now I want to rewatch it because I haven't seen it in a while. I love that movie. It's so good. Well, that sounds like fun. I love mm-hmm. learning a new game, a new skill. I love learn. I love learn. <laughs> <laughs>
I love skill. <laughs> um, 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 okay, what else did I do? I Oh, I went to see Stassi from Vanderpump Rules. She had a show in Dallas, and one of my friends gave me tickets for my birthday. That's so cool. I got to go. Me and my friend Kelly went, and it was like a lot. It was the same. It was a majestic, the same theater where we saw Claudia Mm. and it was like the same vibe same energy like just a hundred million white women and they were all drunk drunk (laughs) and like yelling (laughs) literally yelling (laughs) literally yelling even like my friend Allison like I didn't know she was there but like after the fact I found out she was there too and she was, we were texting and she was like, the people around me would not shut up. And I was getting so irritated. I was it's like, no, so like, annoying. that's the thing. Like, people just like yelling during the show. Like, yeah. they're so drunk. And I'm like, it's not I would be pissed cute. if I was the person who had like a fan base like that. <laughs> like, I feel like. So when I went to see Heather McMahon, it was like mm-hmm. similar energy. And I feel like she's the type of person to be like why are y'all like this? <laughs> like, yeah, like, why do you pay up. money to come to my show to just like scream during my like comedy set or whatever? Yeah. And, and then, yeah, when we saw Claudia, I remember that there was a girl in front of us that we were like, is she okay? She was, she was literally, just, like, literally like throwing up. She was literally passed out the entire time. I was like, is she alive? Like, <laughs> Y'all need to chill with the spread societies. Um, <laughs> yeah. But no, it was fun. And I, honestly, I thought she was better on stage than I like anticipated her so being. So does she do like, is it more like a live, like, podcast type of well, like that's a Q&A what I thought it or... was gonna be but I don't think they were recording it as a podcast like she had her friend Taylor come out and do like a little comedy set at first and then she came out and just did like talked and did like there was a, some little segments and then her husband came out and they just like bantered but um I don't think they were like recording it as a podcast because it seemed like something yeah they repeat um, it didn't seem like it would be like super different every single time to be able to be a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was cute. Um, happy for her. She was mm-hmm. talking about how like she's not on Vanderpump Rules anymore, but like she's like maybe they'll want me back soon or whatever. <laughs> but she's <laughs> also did. like pregnant with her second kid. Oh dang! Um, so yeah, cute. It was fun. It was a good little activity to do yeah I like shows like that or just kind of like oh this person's coming to do a show today (laughs) I'll just see them see them yeah 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 one of my podcasts that I follow they do like live shows they don't like record them for a podcast but they they basically do like a live where where people in the audience can like scan a QR code and send in like embarrassing moments or like worst date stories or like whatever things like that Mm -hmm. so it's like kind of interactive yeah Um, that's fun so I wasn't sure if it was something like that but it sounds fun it sounds like she's got her little um shows structure down but cool okay and then the last thing that I did (laughs) was I had my little Taurus birthday party yeah on Saturday and all my friends came and it was so fun 
and I drink and I drink and I drink <laughs> some more. Where did you have it? Um, we went to a rooftop on Lower Greenville. It was a sports bar and it was pretty fun because that day was also the Kentucky Derby. Mm. And people were just showing up to watch the horses. <laughs> were they in their hats? <laughs> no, I didn't see any hats. I saw some like kind of outfits that looked derby-ish, but no mm-hmm. hats. And then after the race, Neek was like, the one I would have picked won. And I'm like, well, you oh. should have bet. Oh, that counts for nothing. <laughs> but yeah, it was fun. It was really hot. Mm-hmm. It's starting to feel a lot like summer, but I yeah. had a good time. That's good. Did you get any presents? Yes. I got some cocktail glasses and a cocktail book. Cute. They're really cute. Um, I got a flower, some plants. Plant. I got plant. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got these really cute um, match holder that's like a cowgirl boot and you like strike the match I on the bottom those. of the boot that's cute. really cute and i got some those are good gifts skincare stuff yeah i got some good stuff i love skincare my skin's gonna be cared <laughs> she's cared for <laughs> she's cared for <laughs> how was your weekend well, I would have maybe thought about going to your birthday party if I didn't already have plans on Saturday. <laughs> okay. I, I um helped throw one of my best friends a baby shower because she's having a, a fiesta. Baby. Yeah, we had a Cinco de Mayo themed baby shower, even though it was on Seis de Mayo. <laughs> <laughs> Seis de baby. <laughs> and it was really fun um it was very hot like you said and it also rained (laughs) so that was just a little during the party yeah it was like we were all because we had set it up mostly outside because um the person where we were hosting it at their house, they have like a really big yard. Mm -hmm. So we were able to set everything up and out there. And so everyone was like eating and drinking outside and then mariachis came and we're playing and then it started raining (laughs) and we're like, all right, let's move it in. And so we were all like, we were all like stuffed ourselves into the living room to watch the mariachis play. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it only, it only lasted like, not that long, so we went back outside. Um, but it was a fun day, and it looked fun. fun. I liked your dress. Thanks. One shoulder. It was. Was it one it shoulder? Had two straps. Oh, I thought it was. It was one like. Shoulder. It kind of was like the neckline was like the shape of it would be strapless, but it had like spaghetti straps. Mm. Um. Well, it looked but, cute, and your hair looked good. Thanks. It got ruined in the weather, but <laughs> whatever. You just Still go with the flow. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was fun. And uh, she like opened gifts. I got her like some little outfits for him. And I got her like four outfits and then one one thing off her registry. <laughs> <laughs> Did but, you get him a Jonas Brothers t-shirt? 
I should have. (laughs) I will. I did write in my card. I was like, I can't wait to brainwash him into being a Jonas Brothers fan. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that was my first baby shower for anyone. (laughs) Anyone, anywhere. Baby showers are fun. They can be like stressful to plan though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was just glad it wasn't at my house. (laughs) but yeah that's pretty much all I did and then I am gonna chill from now until the end of eternity (laughs) that's kind of how I feel I was like after this whirlwind I need to stop after this mercury and retrograde I need to mercury is kicking my arse (laughs) I need to I need to rest and relax yeah I'm excited Um, to do nothing (laughs) Well, one of the ways we rest and relax is by watching Succession. And hell yeah, the most relaxing show on television. <laughs> <laughs> yep. There was a new episode this week, season four, episode seven. Let's let's talk <gasps> about it. Dead. There's only three more after this. I know. <laughs> I don't understand where this is going. Like every single episode, I'm like, I feel like I have a Like, at the beginning of the season, I was like, I feel like I know what's going to happen. And then every episode that passes by, I'm like, I have no idea what's going to happen. I know. (laughs) And it feels like so much happens within, like, one episode. It's like, Mm because within this episode, we basically saw, like, the rise and fall again of Tom Shiv. (laughs) I know. I was like, I thought they would at least drag this out a couple more episodes. (laughs) And he still doesn't know that she's pregnant. I know nobody knows. So yeah, yeah the fight heard around. Basically, the world. they this episode they were hosting their like I guess it's a tradition to have this pre-election party at somebody's house. I don't know if like Logan used to host it and now Shiv and Tom took over. Um, Seems like it, yeah. But yeah, they're hosting this party at their house and. Everybody's having a terrible time. <laughs> Everyone's acting like maniacs. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I watched the after the – I think it was on after the episode where they talked about how he wanted it to be like, who's afraid of Virginia Woolf? Is that, mm-hmm. Was that on? Yeah. yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's definitely how it felt. It just felt like everyone was losing their minds mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> in the party. But um, sure, what were yeah. your, your favorite parts? I mean, obviously, the balcony scene was... That was explosive. Explosive. And Emmys for both of them. The acting, it was so good. (laughs) (laughs) Emmys now. I'm waiting. Give me the Emmys. Yeah, it was so good. And so, like, like, visceral and just, like... It tore me to shreds. Because, like, up until now, even when they fought, it was like they were still holding back like they weren't saying exactly how they felt or what they thought Mm -hmm. and like just to like let just let all the everything fly it was just like yeah especially because I feel like even when she's like saying shitty stuff to him he's 
at least, you know, taking it down a degree. But now he was like not holding back. And the back. thing is, they were both like both of them were what they were saying. I was like, you're both right. You're right. Like, both yeah. Of you, like, <laughs> like, I don't I can't like I honestly couldn't be like I'm on his team or her team. I'm like, both of you are right and wrong. I know. <laughs> I know. Ugh, I just didn't want I didn't want it to end this way. Um, I know. So you don't think there's any coming back from that? I don't. I don't know. I don't think so. I well, I guess the baby will play into whatever. I was like, I was like wanting her to just tell him, right? And I was like, I feel like that would change everything. I saw something that said that they didn't write the pregnancy into the storyline until later on. Mm. Um. So I didn't read, I saw an article pop up. I didn't really read the whole thing, but it might have something to do with the way that they had to add that in kind of after the fact, but. But I feel like the fact that he was like, I'm so glad we never had a baby or like, you know, just like very specifically saying that stuff. I was like, Mm -hmm. I feel like that's part of it, but. (sighs) I know he pulled it. He pulled a Paul to her mica. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> he said that she wouldn't be a good mother. <laughs> oh, 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 Paul and Micah from. <laughs> Love is I was yes. like, is that from the Bible? <laughs> <laughs> yes, actually. If you're a true Christian, you would know. <laughs> yeah, um, no, that was that was brutal. You know, like her very specific like insecurity about that. Like her mom said that to her back in the mm-hmm. her mom's wedding episode. Yeah. She's just she's gotta tell somebody. But then again, I'm like, honestly, she probably wouldn't be a good mom. <laughs> like <laughs> I know, but nobody uh, wants to hear that. No one wants to hear that. <laughs> um yeah. It was rough. Yeah. It was rough to watch. Uh, we shall see if they can make amends or not. No, I don't know what's going to happen. I so thought the whole time, I was kind of nervous because when he kept saying, I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired. I was like, they're really emphasizing how like tired he is. I was like, is he going to have like a heart attack a or collapse something? or something? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like nervous about Tom. I hope not. Um, what else? Um, Roman and Jerry. That little son of a bitch. That son of a bitch. He obviously was trying to like roll back what he said, and she's like, No, I'm done. I'm done yeah, with you. I'm as done she with should this. be. Yeah. She should just run the company here. Um, but yeah, I yeah, she just read him for filth. For filth. And that's what he deserves. Uh, I just like, yeah, it just sucks how that kind of like transpired, like their whole falling out or whatever. Just mm-hmm. like, uh, I love Jerry. <laughs> they were endgame. <laughs> they were OTP. <laughs> I ship them so hard. <laughs> um, yeah. And then, um, Madsen. Okay, yeah. he came in here acting like a damn fool okay i honestly really enjoy 
where they've taken this like character mm-hmm. um, because like when you first met him, you didn't really know much about him. He's a tech billionaire, whatever. He's that guy. But now that like we've gotten more time with him and he's like literally just like a loser, just like he's Kendall. I feel like him and Kendall are like the same person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh my God. It's so funny. Like just because and I love the way Alexander Skarsgård is playing it too, because he just doesn't know anything about social cues or anything. He's just like basically winging it, but people give him a pass because he obviously has this much money. And even when Ebba was like, he didn't even code it or like something like that. Like he's not even like <laughs> that smart. Like it's, that was so funny. I was like, I Queen love, <laughs> I love where they're like taking that character. It's hilarious. When he was talking about how like New York's not that great. <laughs> it's yeah. like second world. <laughs> he's like, like, is okay. it as good as Singapore? And you're like, okay. Like, <laughs> Kendall's like, it's kind of a happening city, famously. (laughs) Yeah, like, wow. You're uh, cool. (laughs) He's such a cringe loser. And then we find out that he's ratcheting his numbers in Mm -hmm. India. So Shiv might have fucked herself there by taking, by hitching her wagon to his. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, and like... I feel like you can't win in this situation because I don't think that Roman and Kendall are good bets. And I don't think Madison's a good bet either. So it's like, what are you supposed to do? Yeah. Um, And I don't know if they're equipped to like get everyone on their side. Like by, Mm -hmm. by the, when it matters, like. No, because you saw the way that when Kendall was talking to Nate about, um, like just I guess having a partnership if like his candidate won or like I don't really I don't even really know what he wanted but um it's just like nobody like I don't think anybody really takes him seriously I know (laughs) everyone kind of looks at him (laughs) like okay bro like totally (laughs) like you know so it's just it's it's very concerning (laughs) yeah this is all I did like and then, yeah, at the end when he had his, like, discussion with Frank and Frank was just like, la, 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 like, I don't want to hear it. And I'm like, Frank's like, I don't no, think- we're selling. I'm over yeah, it. Like, <laughs> I don't think you're going to get all these shareholders, like, on the side of, like, not going through with the deal. Yeah. Even if there is a good reason. Um, yeah. And then somehow Roman got the intel about Madsen sending his blood to Ebba. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if that's going to, like, blow up somehow. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, oh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So Ebba obviously is, like, going rogue and turning against Madsen mm-hmm. because they're dicks to her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the scene where Greg was, like, trying to just join in on their, like, wolf pack. Yeah. <laughs> See, he's a little bit, he's a little sneaky sneak. Oh, because well, he we told started Tom, because off- he told Tom he was on, he was going to stay on Roman and, and uh, Kendall's side. Because yeah. Tom was like, you might want to suck up to Madsen. And mm-hmm. I think Greg's trying to like separate himself from Tom at this point. 
And then he like went around and like he's basically I think he's like now he's kind of in with both of them. So he might be the one in the best position. That's what I'm saying. He's yeah. like talking out both sides of his mouth. And then we we started off the episode with him doing the mass layoff mm-hmm. with no that was like, so funny. No emotion or remorse behind it. And I then know. He was like, it's like I don't know. That character has just really just kind of taken a turn to the dark side I feel like yeah he broke bad he broke bad Uh, (laughs) but um yeah that scene where with the layoffs was like like can you imagine like being on that call and not even like your microphones are all turned off you can't even like respond like I'm sure especially right now like in this country like I'm sure that's happening like on a daily basis oh yeah no it is for sure and then like to be that person and just not even care at all yeah literally you don't have to and the fact that tom got on first and he was like i just can't even do this because i'll cry cry. (laughs) it was horrific and then like at the (laughs) end like when he was done he was he was already telling himself like good job before he even like shut off the meeting he was like all right that's done Like, while the meeting was still going. It's like, wrap it up, wrap it up. And I'm like, and the fact that, like, Greg even had, like, a script to read, I was like, I think that's the first time I've ever seen them be, like, prepared for something. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I was like, well, at least somebody wrote him a script. Like, I don't even know. Like, (laughs) yeah. But that just even further takes, like, the takes, like, the any sort of, like, emotional attachment out of it or, like, emotional guilt or, or morality or anything like that yeah um but yeah so it was interesting to see how when he like tried to get in with Matson and Oscar <laughs> and then Oscar like blew the smoke in his face <laughs> I just thought it was so interesting like how they showed those characters like because when we met them or I don't know if we met them in in Norway but like when we saw them in Norway it was kind of like oh, they seem, like, too cool, too smart for, like, mm-hmm. these American people coming in. But now that they're, like, in New York on, like, our turf, like, you can just see that, no, they're just, like, socially awkward and yeah. anxiety-ridden and, like, yes. don't really know, like, anything about American culture, like, what's going on. So it, I just thought it was, like, so brilliant how they, like, I agree. It. Yeah. And it's, like, you don't even – you didn't even realize – that they were doing that until until you see it in action it's like oh yeah they're not they're not on their domain anymore um totally and then um what else there was something else i was gonna say and then i forgot i I don't remember so the election is probably gonna be the next episode i would assume um yeah and oh that's what I was gonna bring up Connor because um <laughs> oh, Roman was trying oh, to man, convince yeah. him to drop out that and was funny. We, we didn't get Connor like we've barely gotten him this whole season I was like yes he's back <laughs> he's been so good though like in every single scene he's that he's so in good. this season like yeah I didn't love him in like the previous seasons but like he's been like one of my favorites <laughs> like in this I season loved him. <laughs> and then even just in the moment where he was like 
there's one person here who doesn't think I'm a joke and I'm going to listen to that person. I was I like, know. honestly, that's Emmy worthy. <laughs> like, No, it's so smart too, because it's like, yeah. obviously, you know that none of these people have your best interest in mind. Like, yeah. why not listen to the person who does? Like, I know. Yeah. <laughs> and we've seen, so, yeah. basically, and we got, so we had like the Rava moment earlier in the episode mm-hmm. and I, and it's like, they think they said it in after the episode, but it's like we've seen every other sibling's relationship basically be a tr- a trash fire in this episode, and his is the only one that isn't. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's for kind sure. Of like they're the best couple out of anyone else. Oh my god, Kendall pissed me off when he was like, "Well, what did you? Why weren't you there?" I'm like, "Bitch, you haven't seen <laughs> your kids you in like there? a year." Like, I believe you even remembered their names. <laughs> oh god, these people. I know. So yeah, that was interesting too. Where it's like you're this like like she said racist like news organization that you run is like directly affecting your child what are you gonna do about that like mm-hmm. like how Something are you gonna to think about that? <laughs> how are you gonna He's like, that oh i never thought about that before fucking idiot <laughs> uh, wow, wow, yeah. wow wow so three episodes left i know I um I've seen speculation online about like why is Roman like so like so loyal to Jared Mank and the um the can the Republican candidate mm-hmm. and people think that he's like sexually attracted to him and they have like a thing going. <laughs> so have they are they like I I need to rewatch it again. I don't were they like on speaking terms or he just like likes him like from afar? Well, so you remember that episode where they have, like, the big, basically, like, convention where all the Republicans are, like, choosing who the candidate's going to be? It was, like... (laughs) I don't remember that. Oh, okay. Well, there was an episode where they all, like, gathered and Mm -hmm. Logan played, like, a major role in, like, Mm -hmm. picking who basically was going to be running for president. Mm -hmm. And so Roman was, like, presenting... Jared Mankin as his choice because I don't know I I, we got the impression that they were like friends before and Mm -hmm. he's like I know this guy he's a good guy like blah 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 Mm -hmm. meanwhile Shiv is like he's a fascist that was the episode that ended where Logan like forced Shiv to be in the photo with them do you remember that was it like towards the end of season three I don't remember they all kind of blur together for me since I watched them yeah I'm having a hard time remembering, but I thought I rewatched most of it, but maybe that was part of the episodes I didn't get to yet. Yeah, so it ended and Logan like chooses he goes with Roman's choice for the candidate and Shiv's like I'm not going to be in a photo with him, like I don't support him in any like way shape or form. And then Logan's like are you family or not? And he basically like forces her to be in the photo. Um uh, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, to answer your question, it seems like they had known each other before. And for whatever reason, he's he's just like very much like gung-ho for him. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, but I don't know if it's going in that direction, <laughs> but we'll see. Um, what else? That's it. That's all I got. I think that's for- all I got too. Succession talk. 
Uh, we'll see what happens with Tom Shiv. <laughs> Tom Shiv. <laughs> um, okay. Do you want to do – have you watched anything recently that you want to talk about? I haven't really been watching anything. I started The Diplomat, but I've only seen like one and a half episodes, so I don't I started that too, but I never got through the first episode because I got bored. <laughs> the first episode was a little boring, but I've heard that it gets juicy, so I'm going to – Try Let me know. Maybe I'll pick back up. But I have a, a new season of Working Moms to catch up on. The second part of the last season of Firefly Lane came out, and I need to catch up on that, which you know I've been looking forward to. So You love those fireflies. <laughs> so maybe next week I'll have more to discuss. Yeah. I watched The Wolf of Wall Street the other night. Hell yeah. I love that so one. I felt like it. Sometimes you just need <laughs> DiCaprio at a 10. That's what my review was. What do you mean sometimes? All the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I've been, I feel like I've been in – I haven't really been in a mood to, like, watch stuff lately, and I don't know why. Ooh, and Fever Pitch was on TV the other day, and I watched the last part. So good. One of the best. The way that they really filmed that at a real <laughs> baseball game at the Real World Series. <laughs> like, iconic. Cinema. <laughs> and I was also laughing just, like, watching Jimmy Fallon act. Not that he's, like, super, like, bad, but I was just like, that's funny. <laughs> he deserves an Oscar. <laughs> yeah. Uh. And it's old now. Like it, like watching it, I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is so old now." It's, really old. But, like, it's almost I twenty years old. When I came out, like I don't know. I just never thought of it as being like old until like I just saw it just now. I'm like, it's old. <laughs> <laughs> "That's an old it's movie." Old. There are phones. Uh, <laughs> Willie Garson's in it. I forgot. Yeah, oh. rip, rip. Yeah, it's so good. Jimmy Fallon, his best era. If you yeah. ask me. Yeah. Many me people back. think it's his late night show. It's not. It's Fever Fish. Take me back. <laughs> take me back. All right. Well, we are like last week going to take a little nap. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> we have to slumber. We're going to take a break. Uh, it'll be just a few seconds of your time, but we're going to come back later and talk about our watching up assignments. So see you then. And we're back. Uh, welcome to the watching up segment. Um, this week we are talking about um, AAPI Heritage Month. And Rachel Elizabeth. <laughs> Rachel. <laughs> Rachel assigned me this sad ass movie. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> the Farewell, directed by Lulu Wang from 2019. Um, the synopsis says, based on an actual lie, a headstrong Chinese American woman returns to China when her beloved grandmother is given a terminal diagnosis. Billy struggles with her family's decision to keep grandma in the dark about her own illness as they all stage an impromptu wedding to see grandma one last time. Uh, starring Aquafina, uh, Chao Xuan, and bunch of other people um but those were the two main characters i would say um and i really liked this movie it was really sad 
and mm-hmm. happy and funny <laughs> and cute. And I think the woman that played Nai Nai, the grandmother, was excellent. I love um, her. Loved her. <laughs> I loved her so much. Um, I will say I was having to try to like multitask while I was watching this movie. And a lot of it is in Chinese with subtitles. So I I feel like I maybe missed some key things. But um, overall, I think I got the gist and I really mm-hmm. liked it. Um and there were some really cool themes that I think it explored and the fact that it was based on like this, I think the filmmaker's like true story mm-hmm. um, was really interesting. I didn't know that this was like a common practice in Chinese culture to like not tell the elders when they were like sick and dying basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but it kind of explored like both sides of the argument. Like I think in Eastern culture, they believe more in like the power of the mind and like how perception kind of can, I guess, decide your fate. So I guess in their minds, if you know that you're sick, then you are more likely to like fall into being sick, I guess, Mm -hmm. and not living as long. So I think that's the thinking behind not telling them and just letting them enjoy like however long they have left. And I think they think that they will ultimately, if they have more time to be lived, they'll be able to live it if they don't know their prognosis. And then the Western thinking um, is kind of like, well, we're we're all like, I guess, entitled to information about ourselves and to be able to make our own decisions about our um, our health and just our lives, basically. So you would it was think. really, yeah, <laughs> it was really interesting just to see like the main character played by Aquafina, like her. She, I, I feel identifies more with being an American because she grew up um, mostly in America, but she also is kind of exploring these um, traditions of uh, where her family comes from and kind of trying to understand and grapple with it while also feeling guilty because she doesn't necessarily think it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was really good. I was, I thought it was funny. I was like, so are they like basically making the grandson just get married? <laughs> like, <laughs> did he want to get married? <laughs> or was this like, they were like, you have to get married so we can all see your grandma like one last time, basically. Mm, yeah. Um, so that was funny. I like um, the wedding scene. I remember that. Yeah, the wedding scene. And then at the end, it's kind of like, I think you're supposed to not really know if spoilers if um <laughs> like there's you can read it as like the grandma knew the whole time and is kind of just playing along mm-hmm. for everybody else's sake and then i guess you could read it as she didn't know and that's the reason cuz at the end it shows that like the the grandma ended up living like 6 years longer mm-hmm. after that i guess in the true story that's what happened but um so I think it leaves it kind of leaves it up for interpretation and it's not really saying which way is right or which way is wrong and it's kind of just like up to the viewer which I liked. Yeah. Um yeah, those are my thoughts. I really liked it. 
What do you think of Aquafina's performance? I feel like that was the first time I'd seen her in like a kind of serious role. Yeah, she was good. Um, I liked her. I think, but like, obviously it's not a competition, but I like loved the grandma. I feel like the grandma felt so natural mm-hmm. in her role and Aquafina. I don't know if I like believed it as much, but I thought she did a good job, like kind of taking on a more dramatic role for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need to rewatch it. I haven't seen it since it came out. So yeah, it was a good premise for a movie and it was kind of like a quieter movie. There was a lot of mostly just like conversations happening in between mm-hmm. between the family members. and um, But it was kind of like true to life, I think, like how that might go down if that was something that was happening. So, right. um, yeah, it, it, it was really good. I really liked yeah. it. Yeah. Would you be pissed if, <laughs> if I was trying was- to think about that? Like, I don't know, like part of me would be like, I wouldn't want to know. And then I don't know. What, what do you think? I don't know. I feel like it might just be like the, the controlling side of me like I I always want to be aware of like what's going on with me and stuff like that yeah and but at the same time it's like what you don't know doesn't hurt you (laughs) so right but also if I did find out then I would be pissed and I'd be like what why didn't anyone fucking tell me right (laughs) and I think if we're like obviously in this culture and that happened like that would be like a huge deal but yeah like they make it seem like that's basically what they did with the grandpa too. And so that's how you kind of know that maybe the grandma does know what they're doing. Like they're doing Mm -hmm. the same thing to her that they did to her husband basically. So it's kind of like if you actually know, but you're pretending like you don't, then like what's the point? Like, Mm -hmm. but everyone's just acting like they're happy when they're not. Yeah. And it's just, it's just, the cultural differences and I thought those conversations were really interesting. Like there was one part where her dad was basically like in America, like your life is about you and you're allowed to be selfish, but like here your life is about your family, like the community that you're in, like your, your life is part of everyone else's and you can't like act selfishly like that. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was interesting. Just like the difference of how like, different people around the world view like life and mortality and all that fun stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I feel like even like if, so if I was like the grandma and I knew that this was something that people do and they did it to my husband and whatever, I feel like I would, I would know like the second that I was like elderly and went to a checkup and then all of a sudden people are like acting slightly differently towards me. I'd be like, oh, okay, it's happening. <laughs> and I think that's what they were trying to like, like yeah. show at the end was like, she like knew, but she was also just playing along. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. It was cute. And yeah. I'm glad you liked and it. And made me think. <laughs> yeah. I remember being really sweet and like, yeah, like you said, the grandma was just like iconic. She was so good. Yeah, she was so good in her role. Yay. Made you really love her. Did you rate it? I rated it four stars. Four stars. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Well, 
Michelle, Your turn. Nicole, <laughs> Michelle, Nicole is like me a sad ass movie. <laughs> no. Um, so Michelle assigned me um, Brokeback Mountain from the year 2005, directed by Ang Lee. And the synopsis says, love is a force of nature. Two modern-day cowboys meet on a shepherding job in the summer of 63. The two share a raw and powerful powerful summer together that turns into a lifelong relationship conflicting with the lives they are supposed to live. Um, I'm pretty sure you all know what this movie's about (laughs) by this point. This is a movie that I've been wanting to watch for so long. Mm -hmm. Um, And... I also, like I said last week, I've only seen a few of Ang Lee's movies, but he's a director that I like. have always kind of been interested in. Um, I feel like we could, we could just watch all of his movies for this mm-hmm. like, miniseries. But, um, but this movie stars Jake Gyllenhaal as Jack Twist. Jack Nasty. And <laughs> <laughs> that's what Michelle Williams says at one point. <laughs> And Heath, <laughs> Heath Ledger as Ennis Del Mar. And um, it also, the side characters um, are played by Michelle Williams, who plays Heath Ledger's like wife. Anne Hathaway plays Jake Gyllenhaal's wife. Um, Randy Quaid is in it. Linda Cardellini, David Harbour, Anna Faris. Um, Kate Mara a lot of people are in it yeah I know I didn't I basically didn't know of anyone else who was in it besides like the main four Mm -hmm. Um, but I was excited to see all them pop up Um, but basically uh, just as the synopsis said it's about these two cowboys who meet when they're pretty young um, just doing a shepherding job during the summer so they have to take all these sheep up a mountain <laughs> and just watch Hi. them, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and so they're spending a lot of time together. And um, one night, they fuck in the tent. <laughs> As you do. As you do. Just kidding. Not to belittle the story. But um, this was a really, really beautiful movie i thought just like in not only just the story but also just like the visuals like um all of the vistas and the way that ang lee like shoots the characters was so like just nice to look at Mm -hmm. um and i thought the performances were all like great um especially heath ledger rest in Mm -hmm. peace he was amazing Um, I know. And so what I didn't realize watching this is everyone is basic. Everyone in it is basically under 25 when they made it, which is insane. It's crazy to think about because I guess, I mean, I was 15. So I guess in my mind, they were just old. Right. (laughs) Like they were just older than me. So they were like so experienced. But like now thinking about it, I'm like, damn, that's so young. about it. And, yeah. like, on that same note, what you just said, um, I didn't realize that Heath Ledger was only 28 when he died, mm-hmm. which is, like, three years younger than I am right now. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, like, since it happened when I was so young, I'm just, like, well, that person's older than me, so they're right. just old. <laughs> but yeah. it's just, like, crazy to think about. But it also made me think, like, like I said, I thought all the performances were, like, really great, but it also kind of made me think 
because we see all these actors who are, most of them are kind of at a starting point in their career. Like Michelle Williams had really only done Dawson's Creek at this point. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal and Anne Hathaway and Heath Ledger had all done stuff, but they're still kind of just like young in their careers. And Mm -hmm. it's kind of like, I wonder what it would have been like to see them all do it just like a few years later, like how different it would have been. Mm-hmm. Um, since I feel like they've all kind of grown so much in their talents and stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I loved seeing Anne Hathaway <laughs> and just like, she kind of still had a little bit of that, you know, that like theater kid to her that people like hate on her for. Yeah. Um, I feel like it was a little bit more prevalent at, at this point in time. Yeah. Um, but I still thought she was really good, especially... <laughs> Wasn't she like kind of like a rhinestone cowgirl? Yeah, type? she yeah, was like, like I a, loved her styling in that movie. Yeah, she was like a kind of like a little rich girl, especially towards the end when it, you're getting into like the Reagan era, <laughs> like <laughs> Texans. Um, but yeah, after they come down off the mountain, um, you know, Heath Ledger goes back to Michelle Williams and marries her and they like keep having kids. And then, um, and then Jake Gyllenhaal meets Anne Hathaway. They're both rodeo um, performers or, and they get married. Um, and it seems like, you know, Heath Ledger and, and his wife are kind of more on the side of like struggling to get by. Like they're both having to work and, um, figure out like what to do with the kids during the day. And then Jake Gyllenhaal, it seems like Anne Hathaway's family kind of has like some money. So he just goes to work for her dad and um, kind of is pretty, you know, well off. Um, But then he sends a postcard to Heath Ledger asking if they, if he wants to meet up again, have a rendezvous. So they do a postcard. A postcard, <laughs> a postcard of Brokeback Mountain, <laughs> and so they kind of. It's been four years since the initial they've initially met, and then after that, they kind of. It seems like they're meeting up more on a regular basis, like maybe a couple times a year. Mm-hmm. And um, the first time that they reunite, actually, Heath Ledger like meets him outside of his apartment and then like pushes him up against the wall and makes out with him. And I was like, that's pretty bold. Like your wife's right inside. And then of course she pops out and sees them. And I was like, should have gone around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you get. You're not yeah. sneaky enough. So like right from the first time that they reunite, she's kind of like, I know what's going on and that causes some tension in their marriage, obviously. And then eventually they break up or they get a divorce. Um, And then there's a part where she like, she's remarried to the guy that she used to work for at the um, convenience store and they're all at their house for Thanksgiving. And she kind of confronts Heath Ledger about it. And that's when she says, Jack twist, Jack nasty. (laughs) (laughs) and just like you know they get into a fight but um but yeah I just really loved the way that the story was told and like I felt like the passage of time was done really well like there was never any like indication of how many years have passed or like what I don't know like what kind of jump between time frames we're going but you can just tell like based on signs like 
their styling, their hairstyles, the ages mm-hmm. of their kids, like stuff like that. I mm-hmm. felt like it was very smartly done. Like we don't need to be like handheld through th- this step by step, you know? Right. Um, and um, I just love, I love a love story that like starts at the point where they meet, I guess. Like we don't really know a lot about them before they meet mm-hmm. and we don't really need to because we are there to witness this t- this point in time where their life just like changes forever. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I love a love story that's like we get to follow them from like the meeting point into the mm-hmm. eventual demise or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is uh, they meet up one last time on Brokeback Mountain and um, Heath Ledger's like, I probably can't make the next planned meeting time we had because I have to work. So it's going to be like a further time in between. And this was right after Jake Gyllenhaal was just kind of like pouring his heart out to him saying like, sometimes I miss you so bad. It hurts. Like, I wish I knew how to quit you. (laughs) It's like one of the famous lines. Um, And then he's like, what do you mean? Like you're going to make, we have to wait like now even longer between um, seeing each other. And so they kind of leave each other on a bit of a sour note. Um, and then the next time that Heath Ledger sends him a postcard, it gets sent, sent back with the like deceased stamp on it. Oh, yeah. And so, um, wow. so he calls Anne Hathaway and tries to get to the bottom of like what happened to Jack. And then she tells him this story about like, which is clearly just kind of like what they put into the press or whatever, mm-hmm. the story about. Jack was changing a tire on the back road and then the hubcap like popped off and knocked him unconscious and then he drowned in his blood. But while she's telling it, Heath Ledger knows that it, it it's not true. Like he was basically murdered for being gay by, you know, it was a hate crime. Mm-hmm. And that was so heartbreaking. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. And that I felt like that scene on the phone with Anne Hathaway was like really well done. Like she did a really good job of just like her character as a person is just kind of like cold. Mm-hmm. Um, but you could tell like once she realized who she was talking to, she kind of like wanted to soften up a little bit, but she just like couldn't because. Yeah, she was conveying her through her performance that what she was saying was a lie, but she wants yeah. him to know it's a lie. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, and so she says that, like, Jack's wishes were for his ashes to be scattered on Brokeback Mountain, but she didn't know where that was, so she kept half of his ashes and sent half to his parents. And then at the end of their conversation, she was like, you should get in touch with his parents. I think they would, you know, want his wishes to be carried out or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so there's the end scene with when he goes to meet his Jack's parents, and it's kind of another one of those things where – the dad is clearly very like not he's just like no like we're gonna do what we want with our son's ashes like I don't need you coming in here and like messing around or whatever but the mom you can tell kind of like knows who Mm -hmm. he is and she's kind of very uh very sympathetic towards him and she lets him go up into Jack's room and that's where he finds the shirts Mm -hmm. from the first time that they went up to Brokeback Mountain and then I remembered there's this kind of like throwaway line after they came back down that initial time. And he was like, Heath Ledger was like, I can't believe I forgot my shirt up on broke back. And then you realize that Jack had had it the whole time. And mm-hmm. he had like both of their shirts together. And it was just like so beautiful. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> And then at the end, he has a 
Heath Ledger has a scene with Kate Mara, who plays his daughter, where she's like, I'm getting married. And he gives her his blessing. And then it ends with him like looking at the shirt saying, Jack, I swear. And he's like crying. (laughs) (laughs) So good. Yeah, it was really good. Like I said, I'm I can't believe it took me this long to watch it, but I'm glad I finally did. It's crazy that that was kind of like, I mean, obviously there's been queer cinema and like LGBTQ like love stories before that, but that was kind of like the first like blockbuster right film that came out and it was like literally 2005 which is crazy I know and um, it was such a it was such a thing like I remember it being literally talked about everywhere when it came out and it's still referenced to this day but like everyone everyone was like using it as like a euphemism for anything that was like gay or queer or whatever Mm -hmm. yeah um but yeah, it got nominated for several Oscars. It won. Angley won for Best Director. Mm-hmm. I think it got Best Screenplay. Mm-hmm. And then that was the year uh, Crash won Best Picture, which is like has gone down in history as like one of the worst. It's like the worst. <laughs> yeah. And so I've never seen Crash. Um, I think I have, but I wouldn't remember any of it, which I guess says something. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, it was like yet. a. Yeah, it's just still kind of like a big thing about like how Brokeback Mountain like probably should have won that year um, when it did And it was just like a like an interesting point of view too. It was kind of a very insular story about these like two guys, but probably like resonated with a lot of people that had to live like closeted like that back then. Mm -hmm. So I think it probably just like really touched people (laughs) because a lot of people probably like have family members or like new people or like our people that had to like be closeted and like have their own families and like like Mm -hmm. basically live a lie their whole lives um so yeah just yeah (laughs) it's just sad it's all sad it is sad but it is interesting just to think about how kind of like a watershed moment though <laughs> that was yeah. and like you said it was it was just 2005 like it's not even been 20 years but we're like sobbing <laughs> <laughs> but um what was I gonna say I forgot but yeah no like just being able it just speaks to like how being able to see yourself represented in media is like so important <laughs> so important yeah and like Obviously, there's still so much work to do, but, like, we have come a long way since, like, that point, I think, so. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, because, like, watch, I mean, like I said, this is the first time I've seen it. I didn't know a whole lot. I knew about, obviously, the story and, like, what it was about, but I didn't know. I didn't know that he dies at the end. Like, you know, I didn't know Mm -hmm. a lot of the kind of the plot points. Mm -hmm. And, um... Now I lost my train of thought again. <laughs> um, what what did you say just before I was talking? How like we've come a long way. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like watching it, I wasn't like I wasn't like shocked by anything that was happening or anything like that. It's just like mm-hmm. watching it in 2023. It's just like a very normal thing to see. Mm-hmm. At least for me, obviously, someone who kind of you know seeks out those stories and and like watches it watches stuff like that. I will never forget watching that movie, though, was (laughs) when I was in high school, 
it was probably a couple of years after it came out. I don't think it was like right when it came out, but me and my friend Kristen were watching it like in her family's like media room and her mm-hmm. mom kept coming in and like commenting and like standing in the back, like behind <laughs> our chairs. We were her, Kristen was like, mom, leave us alone. And she was like, oh, what are they doing now? Oh my God. And we were just like, you're ruining this experience. Did she know what it was? Yeah, she did. Yeah, but it was just, I will never forget that. That's so funny. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) And it did, it seemed like it was that kind of like reception where it was like people are watching it and like giggling under their breath. And like, yeah, that's kind of like, yeah. And I saw this thing of, I guess, it, I think it was at the SAG Awards that year. I think Heath Ledger and Jake Gyllenhaal came out to like present or not present an award, but like talk about the film or whatever. And mm-hmm. they were both kind of like giggling through it, like mm-hmm. where it's just like, you, like th- you, this was you in the movie. Like you clearly like cared enough to be in the movie and like portray right. these people. Like, why are you giggling about it? It's so <laughs> funny because like, I think at that time that was like, people thought that was like how you had to consume that kind of love story was like be like but like obviously now it's like oh that that's no different than any other love story so it's like it's so crazy to just think about like the attitude how much attitudes have changed and like for the better Mm -hmm. but also how much like there's still people out there that just don't get it right which is (laughs) mind-blowing I know and yeah it's like watching it I'm just like how could anyone like watch this and see it any differently than like something like the notebook or whatever Mm -hmm. um but it also like because you could like watch it and be like well they're like bad people because they put these women through this and like these families like they didn't really have a true like well obviously they I'm sure they love their families but it's just kind of like the secretiveness Mm -hmm. but it's also like well, if as a society, you're not going to allow these people to truly be who they are, then like, this is what you can expect kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's kind yeah. of like a double edged sword where it's like, yes, like cheating on your wife with your like lover is not great. But also like, what else what are, are they, they supposed, supposed to do? To do? Like, yeah. Exactly. yeah. And I think that's why it's key to have it set in the time that it was set in like right. the 60s and 70s, which you could even set it present in the present day South and it wouldn't be like that. That different. Different. Yeah. But, you know, it would be a lot more likely that something like a hate crime like that would happen there. But, you know, again, it's just we've come a long way, but in a lot of ways we haven't. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just I it's another reason why I'm kind of like interested in Ang Lee as a director. And I'm just like you know i respect the kind of stories that he chooses to tell i guess um i mean i i like hesitate to say this because obviously as we've talked about these aren't like any these stories aren't any different but like at that time it was kind of like brave for like mm-hmm. all these people to be involved and like yeah. for him to like make this movie and for it to and even like the studios to back it and like it was just like kind of a watershed moment like you said so it really mm-hmm. like i think started a lot of different conversations that hadn't been happening right and also they might like somebody might listen to this and be like these stupid girls these conversations have happened like when i was 15 like obviously and like a sheltered person like i wasn't 
being exposed to like media like that on a daily basis. So it like, just like the way it was like, so pervasive throughout the culture, like with everybody, like knew Mm -hmm. about it, talked about it, kind of like went and saw it didn't really matter. Like, I think probably churches probably like protested it and stuff. Probably. So it was kind of like, no matter who you were, you knew about it kind of Mm -hmm. thing. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like that, that kind of, I was going to say it like makes up for what it lacks in quality, but it doesn't lack in quality because it's like a genuinely good movie. But even if it wasn't, I feel like its cultural significance would, it would still hold up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I, I, I really, really liked it. I gave it four stars. Um, I just, I thought, yeah, I think that my, the standout, element would be Heath Ledger's performance for me Mm. because he's so good at portraying that like repression but also he's so emotional like Mm -hmm. he's repressed in certain ways but also like very kind of free with like being like breaking down crying and stuff Mm -hmm. like that like yeah um so he I thought he was really good he was a very special performer we lost Mm -hmm. him too soon yes Okay. <laughs> and now the crying hour has ended. Um, so for our next assignment, we thought we'd do um, another one where neither one of us have seen this movie. Um, so we're going to watch the same movie and kind of discuss it. This film is number 11 on Letterboxd's top 250 narrative features. Uh, this is going by like, the community's rating. So that's really high. Everyone freaking mm-hmm. loves this movie. So we're going to watch uh, Hayao Miyazaki's Spirited Away. Neither one of us has seen it. Yeah. It's an animated film from 2001. And I honestly have no idea what to expect. I don't really even know what it's about. So um, <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited too. We I, we talked about how we neither of us have ever watched any Miyazaki films, which... Makes sense for me because I don't watch animated movies. But. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. I think all of his films are on HBO now. Oh, cool. I remember it being a big thing where he wasn't giving away the rights or anything, but I think HBO got them. Got it. Awesome. Well, we will be discussing that next week. Um, Thank you all for listening. Hope you enjoyed the conversations. Uh, You can follow us on Instagram at watchinguppod, on TikTok at watchinguppod. You can email us at watchinguppod at gmail.com. And we'll be back next week with another episode. That's right. See y'all then. Love you, sis. Love ya. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. That's all I have to say.